So I'm a germ. Nice to meet you, Ayush. <laughs> What's your dog voice? Everybody has a dog voice. <laughs> do, do you have a dog oh voice? Oh my god, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Come on, you have, to, you have to pretend to be a dog for this. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> like even when you're doing a how-to video or how to use reels, this is how you use reels. Welcome to 94.7 Radio <laughs> FM. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, so is that a bad thing or a good thing? No, that's a good thing, man. I mean, you have you have a um, what's the word for it? It's the perfect voice for a radio jockey. I'm not saying you should be one, but. <laughs> What you just heard is just a very small preview of the amount of fun that Frizzell and I had while recording this episode. Frizzell D'Souza is a singer-songwriter based out of Bangalore who essentially started out as a cover artist on YouTube in 2018. Two years since, she has built a family of over 13,000 subscribers and followers on YouTube and Instagram. And all of these numbers are growing at a crazy rate. She released a new single called new three days ago we can make all the puns and jokes later but it's a beautiful song and in this episode we'll dive into her musical journey how she approaches songwriting and music and how she manages music with college as an architect student we also discuss some fun things and her love for dogs paintings and the one and only Ed Sheeran. a very chill and easy conversation to digest while you're having a morning or evening tea or just completing your chores also we'll be playing her new song new at the end of the episode so do stick around huh i don't think mai is joke se kabhi bore hone wala but anyway let's welcome frizzell d'souza on cup noodles to career your one stop shop for everything college also while you're at it do consider subscribing to the podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening it to welcome to cntc frizzell how are you doing i'm doing good thank you for having me okay why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your new single new <laughs> that's quite a name dude um okay so i'm frizzell d'souza thank you for having me <laughs> um so basically um this was the second song that i wrote and um right after the first song i was actually about to produce the first song which was called fall and it wasn't really great so um this friend of mine who is helping me out with the song asked me if i was writing something new and the, the two words something new um this sparked like this whole narrative in my head and i wrote i wrote a whole story about two people who are looking for something new in their lives and that turned into a song eventually and uh, yeah then i brought it down from something new to just new How do you go about writing a song? Like, does does music come to you first, or like, do lyrics come to you first? How's the process like? Okay, so I've not been writing for a really long time to have a solid process. It's not something hmm. that you know I consciously think about, but I think so far, I've been writing um, both the lyrics and the chord progression together. So generally, people write um, either the lyrics first or the chord progression first, so that they get hmm. an idea of what the song is going to sound like. but i think i've just been doing both of them together yeah that's which is how songs have been coming to me i guess like if you just scroll back in your life when was that one time when you you started calling yourself a musician um not until very recently like i don't think i still want to call myself a musician cuz i'm i'm just someone who enjoys singing and enjoys playing the guitar i've still got a long way to go but um i think music was something that was a part of me since i was in school I went to a Catholic school and we had to like we would always sing I mean the music was always a part of our school curriculum 
and we'd start the day off with you know prayers and music and all of that i would sing in the church choir and the orchestra and what not so eventually i started taking part in music competitions started winning them which is what gave me some more confidence when i was about to leave there was this one um teacher of mine who i was talking about um you know getting into this whole new world this this college life and what if music leaves me you know like what if what if i don't have enough time for music or whatever mm. and he said something which which i will still remember which is which still stands to today he said something like um no matter what you do music will come to you eventually and i think i i started to see that somewhere in my second year of college um so i'm doing architecture right now and it's it's quite a um demanding uh course so this is always you always working on something the hmm. late nights or whatever do you like it i i do i love it i don't complain because hmm. i enjoy what i do um but i was also i guess um uh, missing out on a lot of music that i would have been doing if it was another course but eventually i think around the second year i just started picking up my guitar while working during breaks and um yeah i started singing in that eventually became a bigger thing went on to my youtube channel and um here i am right now right so this youtube channel that we are talking about you started this in college or was it like always there yeah i think i started dedicating time to it when um a year into college in my second mm. year so the first video that i ever uploaded was when i was in the 12th grade i think right so i had i had this group of like five singers and we were about to go to a competition and we prepared a song i think just hours before the competition and i was so excited okay. about it cuz it sounded so good it was rolling in the deep by adele and it sounded amazing we were in this this room that had amazing reverb and i got right. my friend to record it like I, i had my instrument i had harmonies and whatever it sounded amazing um so i got this this friend of mine to record that video and i just put it up without thinking cuz i loved it <laughs> and i think yeah that was some 4 years ago and <laughs> and that's it's not still up obviously cuz i was in my school uniform and i don't want people to see that <laughs> dude personal opinion but i feel you should uh, make it public because i feel a lot of the embarrassing stuff like goes viral and you know any sort of publicity is good publicity so <laughs> No, my school uniform is pathetic. Uh, but yeah, the song did sound amazing. I think I was just more concerned with my looks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's a valid excuse. Okay, all of this aside, but tell me more about your new single. What is it about? If I have to elaborate on what the song is about, um, in its essence, it is about two people who are looking for something new in their lives. Um, hmm. So it's it's basically about two people who are in a relationship, and. Right. Um, um you know there's a point in a relationship about a couple of years ahead or months ahead or whatever when you feel that 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 spark which is about to die mm. i mean this is just something that i've picked up from people around me from um like i don't know relatives or like whoever who just get fed up of each other over time and um <laughs> you just right. like you realize that um something like that even a friendship requires a certain amount of effort that you put in for it to stay alive. Right. Yeah, so um so new is new just talks about it's a one-sided conversation where this person recalls all of the memories um that they made during the first initial um time period 
um, which started to fade away over time, and she just mm-hmm. wishes that that something new uh, comes back. Dude, you know it reminds me of the song for the first time by Scrip. There's a line in that song yeah, which I've says, "Let's sit all night and sort of remember all the things that we used to do when, you know, we were young and you know we just started dating each other." And it's a beautiful song. I think this thought, in fact, is really beautiful. Sort of discovering new things in a relationship. Right. It's it's on similar lines. So you've only started writing songs recently. How many have you written? I think. As of today, <laughs> probably nine or ten. Okay, I'm I'm writing something right now. It's just an idea. Okay, so as of now, I just have a chord progression, and it was about um, enjoying life on Earth. I know it's very vague, but it's just all of these places that I want to go to, and all of these experiences that I want to have, like I don't know, seeing the Northern Lights and things like that. You know what? Tell me more about this little experience bucket list of yours. Like, what do you want to do? These little dreams of yours. Uh, my parents love to travel, which is why I've been to so many places in the world already. Right. But I think if I had a dream, it would be to perform in a theater in Greece. Um, these, you know, the old theaters, the open air auditoriums, because um, they have, you know, even though it's really old, the Greeks perfected. Mm. um acoustics and that's what's right. amazing about it they used to have dramatics over there and that would be pretty cool amphitheaters uh, right open amphitheaters amphitheaters that's what i was looking for yeah what did i say did i say auditoriums i don't know open auditorium um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since i did anything architecture related <laughs> um what else i think yeah i would love to settle down in rome rome is one of my f- most favorite places on earth Fun fact: right. If you know that I'm from Bethspilani, and our campus has amazing architecture, and the main amphitheater, which is called Rotunda, has great acoustics. There's a black spot in the middle of the stage, and if you stand there and if you like say something or clap, it sort of echoes <gasps> in the entire amphitheater, and you can also like it also amplifies your voice. Oh, It's just man. crazy. Do you know how badly I want to be in a place like that just to witness it? That is so cool. You have been playing guitar for a really long time. Tell me the first memory of you playing a guitar or even any musical instrument for that matter. First, I think the first memory of me singing was in LKG Lower Kindergarten. I think I sang Brown Girl in the Ring and my mom pushed me to like go for it. Yeah, I dressed up and all. <laughs> I don't remember what I wore, <laughs> but um, Wait, was it a fancy Yeah, my mom just reminds me of it. I don't Oh no that was for a fancy dress competition I dressed up as Bal Gangadhar Tilak I don't know why <laughs> my parents <laughs> Did I had you like pink topi and all that Oh insane. my god One year I was grapes hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude this is so weird I think for the entire podcast I'll just imagine you as Bal Gangadhar Tilak which is a weird sight You know what we should move on um tell me about your college life Do you love college or do you love architecture? Like, there's a difference. Um, there's a difference. It's a big difference. <laughs> so, um, see, when I when I was going to join college, I had this very um, specific idea of what college was going to be like. This huge campus with lots of people, lots of fun, and you know, lots of um, fun activities, entertainment, and um, right. The idea was Bollywood sort of gave us. 
Yes, a Karan Johar College. So yeah, and mm. I eventually ended up going to RV in Bangalore, which turned out to be quite great for um architecture as a course, but the college life was not there as much because it moved to a new campus. So it was part of like mm. a bigger um you know, the whole university campus. Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> the right word. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it was a part of all of the other campus, departments yeah. and about five right. or seven years ago, they moved out into a new block. And it, w- it was quite far away from like the whole hustle of the city, which was mm. why I was, I was a little disappointed initially because no food delivery and no easy access to anything. It was quite a so bummer. So you don't really live in Bangalore? You just pretend to live No, in I live in Bangalore rural. That is not Bangalore. <laughs> but I think eventually I got used to it and started loving it because it's um, the outskirts are so beautiful I can't even tell you so we're right next to a forest and this these like large empty plots of lands as there are hills and lakes and whatnot so every evening we used to go on a long walk sit on top of a hill or go to a lake or whatever and make friends with like a lot of <laughs> dogs and cats and cows <laughs> and snakes and donkeys I could go on <laughs> there's so many animals it sounds like a fantasy right now it is beautiful. You love dogs, right? I do. And you have a I lot of dogs, dogs. At, at your home. Yeah, I have two right now. So, okay, let's start at the very beginning. I think this was back when we were in, we were living in um, a hospital quarters. My parents are both doctors, so we used to live in, in the hospital quarters. And I think when I was six years old, we got a Dalmatian and then moved into this new house. And I think a couple of years later, we got two Labradors. And um, one passed away because it had kidney stones or something. And right. since that one other Labrador was all alone, we got three more. And three more. <laughs> there's wow. three more. I know it was it was insane because there were there were four human beings at home and four dogs at home, and people would just be like afraid to enter our <laughs> compound at home. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, two of them were Rottweilers and one is a Labrador, one's a Jack Russell Terrier. And it was, it was amazing, man. I, I really loved all of them. That's an entourage um, of dogs. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're amazing. They're so much fun, man. They did like, you would expect, you know, big dogs to be like really frightening, but they're right. so funny and so loyal. Dude, every owner says that, but it's only true to their house and their family. <laughs> They're scary to visitors, sure. I think that's yeah. the point of, of having guard dogs. <laughs> you know, one thing which I've realized being an artist and, you know, being around artists is that every artist writes about what they love, what they hate, and it, and you love your dogs. So have they ever made way into your music or even your paintings, for example? The eldest dog, she's 12 years old. Hmm. And... We're we're in a place right now where we're mentally preparing ourselves to, you know, get ready for life without um, her or any other dog. And mm. I think that sort of um, pushed me or made me write a song for her. Um, this was this was pretending that she wasn't with me, and I was just writing about all the things that she loved to do. And um, Unexpectedly, the other two Rottweilers who were about three or four uh, years younger to her passed away. 
and oh man it okay. it just it hit so much because this just came out of nowhere and hmm. i think it just made me realize um, how life can just you know you can lose something or someone in anything the blink of an eye yeah, yeah anything can happen so um yeah i cherish these these dogs so much they're, they're literally my company right now how how are you feeling yeah. right now i don't know very like sentimental <laughs> about my dogs <laughs> i wish they were here right now they're always inside the house i was just playing with them before i got got onto this podcast so the doberman um mm-hmm. has this like green squeeze toy and there's okay. no there's no sound that comes out of it when you squeeze it cuz he broke it but <laughs> when you press it there's this air that comes out and he just identifies the sound of the air blowing out <laughs> and yeah we play hide and seek a lot <laughs> how how do you play hide and seek with the dog so um we we get into like the living room and right. i throw the ball to the other end of the living room and i run and hide and i call out his name i just like make weird sounds and then he finds me <laughs> and when he finds me is is like the most happy moment for him cuz he starts jumping around cuz he's found me <laughs> and i think before i got on this podcast i came running upstairs and hid over here he came all the way upstairs looking for me which he doesn't do very often you live in a family of doctors your sister your parents how does that impact your music and anything more importantly how does that impact your life while my sister and i were growing up we'd always be known as um the doctor's daughter or the doctor's kids every time someone came to our house it was oh the doctor's kid is outside and for some reason not in a negative way but it impacted me um to believe that one day i won't be known as someone's daughter or someone else's someone i just wanted to make a name of my own and i wasn't i wasn't always consciously working towards this but it just it just like started affecting all of the things that i did around me cuz my parents are very hard working um my mom did not come from a very um wealthy background and her story is super inspiring to me cuz i know what what she's been through i know how much hard work she's put in to even give me what i have today both of my parents in fact and that affected my studies that affected who i am and what i do in i think in areas of discipline as well because my my dad was in the army um right after he i think in the navy right after he, he was done with college he was a navy and, doctor <clears throat> wow yeah he was for about 5 years and um so i think all of that had a certain impact in our upbringing and eventually when i got into college so my sister also took up medicine and so right now we're three doctors and this one girl who is going to do architecture <laughs> and music which is completely unrelated but i still went for it um for some reason i just i didn't enjoy biology and i took up computer science i understood it much better it was easier and i went ahead with architecture because i love art and somewhere down the line during architecture i started doing music as well and those i felt like i started feeling as if um these were two professions that aren't reputed enough in today's society because right like as much as we try to change it or as much as we try to not believe it 
um, medicine and engineering are two things that are still considered the greatest. Medicine is, and I will, I will not budge on that because I know what my parents do. I know what my sister does to help other right. people, and I've seen it. Right. So it was. I think it made me feel super insecure about what I was doing and whether I will be able to get to that level, um, the level that my parents are right now. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, I guess I'm still not over it as such. It still like comes back to me in. um like overtime but i don't know i think it's it's inspiring more than it is um intimidating i think you're on a beautiful journey of sort of making a good name for yourself i mean i'm a huge fan personally but music isn't the only thing that you do when it comes to arts i've seen your yeah. paintings i've <laughs> seen the denims that you paint how did yeah. that start <laughs> painting as such I think I was always into art since I was a kid since I was a baby. I'd always have like a hundred coloring books or drawing books stored in my drawers hmm. and um I'd scribble on walls and like paint people's nails and what not. I would do all of that. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I just I don't know, I took a couple of classes. I I love painting. I still love painting. And this was whole denim thing started I think a year ago. Um I was really bored one day. I was in my hostel. I was super bored, didn't know what to do. So I'd asked a friend of mine to paint my jeans, and she was a little caught up with something. So I decided to do it myself, and it was mm. fun, and it turned out good. And so as a joke, <laughs> I I put this up on my Instagram, saying I'll I'll start taking orders and all of that. And I actually started getting orders. Like in okay. in like the next five <laughs> days, I had taken four orders. I painted the same thing, and um, so like three wow. or four people in my college had like the same art on their jeans, and that started becoming a thing. And then I started I started getting orders from all over Bangalore. It became a big thing, and I'll tell you where this took me. This whole painting thing. Um, there was this one meet and greet um, for Pratik Kuhar's concert. and i was so confident that if i painted his face on a jacket i would right. get to meet the guy <laughs> and you did and I right did. i won it <laughs> <laughs> and i met pratik kuhar because of this yeah. i really admire him as a musician definitely that's that's very much my style okay on that note tell me some of your favorite artists ed sheeran would definitely be on top of my list he's okay. been one of the biggest um inspirations for me in terms of songwriting right. um i think his style really got to me because even in his concerts it's just about him and his guitar and his songs there's nothing else to it there's, there's no fancy lights or dancers or whatever no fancy costume it, it's all about the music and nothing else and right i think that that got to me in a very very positive way and i think it it reflects in my music as well because i, I do a lot of soft music and um Yeah, I would I would love to have that sort of uh, songwriting style. Uh, I would love. I am not capable of of doing like insane vocal runs, or I don't have like crazy guitar skills or whatever. But to me, I think what matters most is is getting to the listener's heart, at least touching them in some sort of way. I don't care if if I mean it, it's it's really nice to listen to to have all of these skills, but at the end of the day, if you don't have that soul in you, I don't think it matters. You know what I'm going to be a fanboy here and tell you that I think your music your voice 
your style has that soul in it and i've listened to new and it's a beautiful song thank you <laughs> i mean i can only see you going up from here okay coming back to ed sheeran imagine one day you wake up and you're the only person who <laughs> knows his songs who you're the only person who knows his music and for the rest of the world he doesn't exist like the movie yesterday how would you deal with this i would be the happiest person on the planet because ed sheeran is so close to my heart that even when i started listening to him i didn't want to share the music because it's like this is your secret artist i don't know if if everybody has right. this but uh, when you find something that you love so much you don't want to share it with anybody else in the world because if you end up having a bad relation with them or with with that something you will not want to listen to this artist ever again because it will remind you of all of these memories <laughs> so it was it was stuff like this that made me not want to share things and for a song like perfect hmm. it has been played so much that i think it has lost its essence <laughs> entirely and if nobody knew perfect in the hmm. world and i was the only person who knew that song i would not tell anybody i would play these songs i, was lo- I would lock myself up in a room and play these songs like on repeat I'd be that I hate you. I how <laughs> That's the worst answer you could give to this question. Dude, bless bless people um. with the music that he has created. There's one dilemma in which I can imagine you in. So you have nine songs of your own. Would you release yeah. those songs even when you have uh, Ed's songs? Like how will you decide? I'm not that I'm not that morally corrupt, I wish. <laughs> I <laughs> I'll release my own songs for sure. No, I'm not going to be like those people in in yesterday. Um <laughs> I know how my mom raised me. <laughs> um I am such a loyal fan. I think if he if he listened to this podcast, he would come and meet me. <laughs> I'd do anything. <laughs> But um No, for sure his music impacts me, like influences how I write, what I write. my god progressions the way i play guitar all of that yeah if nobody knew it sure and i would just go ahead and not tell anyone okay so we're going to play this fun game where i'm going to ask you fun memories from different instances in your life first memory of you playing a musical instrument my first memory of playing a musical instrument um goes way back in the second grade i think when my mom um put me into violin classes and i didn't really enjoy it for quite some time but i think the best mm-hmm. memory i have is when i started to learn how to play the guitar and i've never let go of that dude that's really interesting okay uh, tell me an awkward moment from school awkward moment from school there are plenty i've i've done a lot of stupid things i've i've <laughs> um done my hair in like really embarrassing ways i've um worn like weird ass glasses there's so many things i don't think i can even put my finger down on the most embarrassing one but i'll tell you one from college this was when i think i just woken up from a nap and i had to attend um, a cultural practice or something and i confidently walked into right. the wrong hall and sat with the audience not realizing that this <laughs> was a history class of a semester that was lower than me and like oh god oh my god i think my self esteem just crumbled you know what i'll agree that's quite embarrassing okay moving on first memory of you playing with your dogs 
Um, I think I was six years old. I was staying in the hospital quarters. So my parents were doctors and we used to stay in the quarters before and we had um, a Dalmatian. He was white with brown spots. So we picked him up from a litter right. and he was the only one that stood out. And he was really fun to play with, but he was he got a little too violent. <laughs> I think that was his way of displaying <laughs> affection. And I was cool with it, but um, the rest of my family wasn't. So we gave him away and um, got Labradors. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, moving on. Um, that memory of your first musical gig. So technically the first gig that I had actually done was something that I volunteered for. And um, because of that, uh, this other restaurant in Mangalore, which was a pizza place, called me up and said, hey, why don't you come sing here? Right. And I was like, cool, I'm so for it. And I did and I went and sang all of my favorite songs. I didn't do anything mainstream because that wasn't really my thing. Right. I didn't know how anything worked back then. So I just played songs that I enjoyed playing. And I think when I heard people like singing along to all of these songs um it just made me really happy and, and i think that was when i knew that this is something i really want to do or want to do further and yeah i went back home hmm. with i think three boxes of pizza and i was so happy that day that was a good memory Dude, pizza <laughs> is always always a good idea <laughs> yep. so tell me when did you write your first song i wrote my first song out of pressure from musicians <laughs> i'm not even kidding so um I've, I've been doing covers for a really long time it was more than two years i think two years since i officially started putting it out there um right. but uh, i i think i when i met a friend of mine who said you can't always be doing covers you need to like step it up further and you know you, you can't always be singing other people's songs and you need to put out frizzell over there and i think so that was when i i even considered writing songs and the first song that i wrote was um it was about it was it was inspired from this the season fall the season fall and i it wrote okay. i think i wrote about how two people fall apart do you get it <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite lame and i'm Dude. glad i didn't produce that one <laughs> yeah i'm going to title this podcast as frizzelda souza of the queen of lame puns no you should you <laughs> should call this the fall of frizzelda souza will certainly be <laughs> as an artist do you think it's important to release your originals or is it like okay to do your covers on your life if you feel so i wasn't really sure because um one it was quite intimidating um to be around musicians that were doing so well with their originals it was inspiring to um yeah to say the least cuz i saw this guy perform in in a club in mangalore and mm-hmm. it was just amazing to see how much he loved what he was doing to to just see that this was something of his own and not something that someone else had done you know and i think i really wanted to do that as well or give that a shot and you i wasn't great at it i'm not a writer as such but i do love to just like sing i guess and um i i think i started writing like a tiny song a day just just to get the flow going and eventually started writing full length songs i'm still not great but i think it will take some time <laughs> dude i think you'll kill it with your originals because the first one new is absolutely breathtaking thank you so much man following this up i have a question for you the last 2 years of your musical journey tell me some of the highest and the lowest points that you sort of faced in this journey i'm not sure i have a, a low moment 
or rather i've not come across the lowest moment yet i've had quite a few of them mm. scattered all over but i think the highest moment so far was getting recognized by people so far up in the music industry um i think my favorite would definitely be pratik uhad it was i i had never expected that it was originally during the mm. october series so the october series was something that um it was basically a challenge that i took upon myself to put out one music one um, cover a day mm. just like a, a really short mm. one minute cover and when i put out cold yeah. mess um he saw it and shared it on his story and i was i flipped like totally flipped because i didn't see that coming and um, that i think that was when i really started sort of believing in myself and boosted my confidence a little bit so that was nice when you started out youtube initially you didn't have a lot of subscribers right and then in the last 4 5 6 months you saw this huge traction yes, towards your so instagram and your youtube so how has the journey been like and how like what what kept you going throughout i think initially when i started out with the first video i got my first 100 subscribers and that felt like such an achievement in itself like just to see that that number it was amazing and my mom was i think the happiest person for me she put it up on her whatsapp story which i still remember is the cutest thing ever and that i think that really pushed me to start doing some more and i would i would create all of these videos in my spare time every time i was free or every time i was taking a break from doing college work and the next right. goal i set was a thousand so um i think eventually over time it was about me trying to get to the next goal and um so i had to like achieve 1000 subscribers by the end of 2019 that was a goal i had set for myself at the beginning of 2019 i think i was at 300 and i was so calculative yeah. i'm not going to lie i i knew what the graph looked like for me <laughs> and i was like okay it will take these many years or these many months for me to <laughs> get to this number and um yeah i think in in 2020 thanks to the lockdown i met so many wonderful people on instagram lives on on whatever um youtube recommendations that my videos landed on it was i think that that really pushed my my youtube and my instagram to a lot of people and i i have like a really diverse <laughs> viewing base right now which is amazing and I feel super blessed. I think having that audience is always great. But as an artist, I'll give you this or that. Okay. Would you want to produce a song which is really good? I mean like Ed Sheeran perfect level song. Okay. But only like 2000 people know about it. And then a shitty song <laughs> objectively speaking, but like a million or 2 million people know about it. So, which one would you want? The first choice, clearly. I wouldn't think about it twice. Really, <laughs> I think um, uh, I I don't mind even if this piece of art is quite popular. What I enjoy doing it is giving my touch to it. Then that makes some sense. Mm. Then that is you know my piece of art that I'm putting out there. Okay, so. tell me what is the Frazel touch? I mean, when you listen to a song, what do you do and how do you like reconstruct it to make it sound like your own? Okay, so I'll give you an example. I recently covered. Right. Adventure of a Lifetime by Coldplay, and Coldplay, I was listening yeah. to this in my car, and my sister just said you should try covering the song. I was like, what? 
how in what way will i be able to cover a song like this cuz it's, it's it's pretty upbeat and it's it's got all of these um funky tunes to it and i was like maybe not but then i picked up my guitar and stripped the whole thing down to just its lyrics and its basic chords and right. um, i made like this really lo-fi um version of it which people seem to enjoy so that was pretty I cool i love lo-fi me too me too <laughs> <laughs> Do you see yourself continuing both architecture and music? Definitely, I think um I would not want to give up on either one of them because I know that hmm. if I take just one, I will probably get sick of it and want to do the other just to like <laughs> have a getaway or something. Um but yeah, I think um, okay. architecture and music are, are both two things that I really really enjoy doing and I want to figure out a way to balance both. I haven't got it all sorted yet, but let's see. <laughs> let's hope. Dude, I hope you're able to figure out like what works best for you. Moving on to the next segment, okay. And this is a fun segment. So basically, I'll give you an emotion, and you'll have to sort of attach a song to it, or you'll have to tell me which song do you listen to when you're feeling that particular emotion. All right, oh. a song that you listen to when you're in love. Oh, uh, there's this one song called "Wasn't Expecting That" by Jamie Lawson. It has the hmm. most beautiful lyrics. It doesn't have a happy ending, but I think. every line of the song will make you feel a certain way and like give you butterflies even if you're <laughs> not in love <laughs> yeah i'm definitely going to go and listen to the song let's move on for now a song that you listen to when you feel all excited and jumpy i listen to baila when i feel jumpy i'm not sure if you're familiar with baila it's it's like the south indian version of punjabi not. music if there are any south indian listeners here you guys will know what baila is it's it's really um pumped up like upbeat um it's it's like bangda i'm not even kidding but just it's completely south indian i think mm-hmm. it's from sri lanka i don't know but this is the music that's played in in catholic weddings after everyone's done eating and the whole thing's done over it's like an after party vibe <laughs> so <laughs> i have no clue what you're talking about but i hope the south indian audience does uh, but uh, a song that you listen to when um, you're sad kasoor the old version for sure there are two things i do when i'm not feeling too good um i either just pick up my guitar and start playing my favorite chords with like the most amount of bass in them or i listen to something which is extremely soothing and i think my go to soothing song is kasoor definitely dude i love kasoor i think it's it's such a nice song and your cover of it is insane but moving on to the next emotion a song that you listen to when you're angry and by the way you can say no that you know, you know i don't listen to any song where i'm feeling this particular emotion No like when I'm angry my brain doesn't go I'm angry let's listen to a song <laughs> No I'm kidding I <laughs> I think you know what happens I think my anger eventually turns into sadness of some sort or like hmm. a feeling around that idea and I end up listening to Kasoor <laughs> or playing Kasoor or whatever <laughs> or something like leaving on a jet plane What is your next like musical goal for now? I haven't really thought about that much but I would love to have an EP out. I would love to work on an album or an EP or whatever. That would be really cool. Okay, I think now I'm done with all the 
music related questions i'm going to ask you one question which i've sort of wanted to ask since i discovered you it's about your name i mean dude it sounds like so i don't know exotic and very like different dude what is the <laughs> meaning of rizal okay first off thank you so much and i'm going to have to break your little bubble for you because it's not as exotic as it sounds it's quite the opposite okay <laughs> so um i found out the meaning or rather how my name came about very recently um i found out in fact from like a yearbook from the hospital that my parents work in i was just going through the pages and there was a tiny little note written about my parents and me and my sister and it said Frizel and Frana, Frana is my sister. Frizel and Frana were names picked out of medical textbooks. Frizel is from a pathology textbook. My mom is a pathologist. Okay, so I'm basically, I think, I think my parents just flipped through the the bibliography of a pathology textbook and found my name. And this person probably like discovered a pathogen or something. So I'm a germ. Nice to meet you, Ayush. <laughs> and my sister is like from a surgery Dude. book. Dude. Yeah. So whenever, oh whenever people ask me what my name means, I just tell them I don't know. <laughs> Instead of saying that you're a germ. <laughs> Can you imagine my reputation? Dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come on every single life of yours. <laughs> I'm going to write Go ahead. as a germ. Ruin my, ruin my career. This is this is why I've hosted this podcast to ruin your career. So you can Trust just me. break the news to the entire <laughs> <I> world. <laughs> But you know what's what's cool about this? There are two musicians yeah. who are um named David Frizell and Lefty Frizell. I don't know why this is cool, but really? I just found it cool. I think it's cool. I think it's cool yeah. too. <laughs> it's super <laughs> random but it's cool. <laughs> I know. But, I think that's the end of this super special podcast episode. You you're the first musician oh no. on the podcast. <clears throat> Even though we have a song at the end of every episode, um you're the first one to come and you know have a conversation. So yeah, tell them tell them where they can where can they listen to your music, where can they follow you and uh, yeah. Okay, my uh, latest my first single new is up on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Jio Seven, iTunes, you name it, it's up. Um you can also find more of my music, more of my covers on my YouTube channel, my Instagram and my SoundCloud. So, yep, I'll see you there. I think that's how Ayush found me too. <laughs> <laughs> the links to all of these things will be given in the description. and uh, listen to new we'll be um we'll be playing new after this segment and uh, it's a very very special song it's a great song and uh, share it with your friends with your family and everybody that you know and make her popular super soon and yeah thank you so much vazal for coming on the podcast it really means a lot to me thank you so and much all the very best for having me here it was it was really fun talking to you for real It was really fun. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> All the best to you too, man. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And uh, now we'll move on to the musical segment and we'll listen to new by Frizel D'Souza. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to it, and do subscribe to this podcast on whichever podcast platform you're listening it to, and do follow Frazel, do follow her music. The links to all of this will be given in the description.